The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Eric Franson, IJ Salveson. It's a Monday. A lot of things to re- uh, recap from what happened over the weekend. High school football playoffs. We now know who's playing where and at what times. There's been uh, some movement with that today, but I think we're pretty much all settled there on who's playing at what times. We know who's hosting games and uh, where the seating is. Uh, so we'll update you on all of that. We'll re- go through again what happened with the Utah State Aggies over the weekend, what's on tap this week. Uh, Utah State basketball, they're in the news as well. The first AP preseason top 25 poll was released this morning. Where do the Aggies sit on this list? Uh, did they make it? And if so, uh, how are they ranked? Um, of course, if you've been paying attention to Cash Valley Daily through the day, these answers will be uh, already or these questions will already have been answered. Also, uh, Utah State uh, kick time versus BYU. That, too, has been announced. So we'll cover that uh, as well. But uh, appreciate you tuning in. Hope you had a great weekend. For some of you, you had an extended weekend, uh, a little extra long break there. Uh, I appreciate uh, uh, Ajay holding down the fort while I was able to go do some things on, on Friday. But uh, is that what we're going to call it? Is doing some things on Friday? Doing some things on Friday. I get a call from you like at nine thirty at night Thursday. Hey, I'm going to be gone. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well. Remember that interview we have? We lined up? Uh, oh, and you know what the crap. best part is? You know what the best part is? Is can I tell this story? Can I open the veil just a little bit? <laughs> okay, we can because you just said we could. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mr. Franson comes into the office and he says, "Hey." You know, with Jim coming in, let's make sure this place is cleaned up. And you're doing like crossword puzzles or something, no, just hanging out. Puzzles. And you're, and Mr. Franson, Eric, are you listening to me? And you're still working. You're like, yeah, I'm listening. And then that night, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be gone. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I've already got some questions prepped for Jim. Oh, that's right. We're interviewing Jim. And I was like, you don't remember like your dad coming in and saying, hey, Eric, are you listening to me? <laughs> and then, and then the next morning when I come in here, he's like, "I like, hey, I was gonna ask him this question. What do you think?" And he says, "You know what? That's a good one to ask Eric when he gets in here." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, he still doesn't know." <laughs> no, it was great. Uh, a big thanks to Jim. If you want to find the interview, you can go to one hundred six nine thefancom We also have it on our podcast list. It was a great interview. Yeah. I-, I wasn't able to be here, but I was listening, and uh, it was fun having Craig Hislop on with you. That, was, that was great. A great call having him there. Great to have. Uh, oh, Craig's a lot so of experience. Good. And like just, I mean, it just made it seem so casual. Like I come in here and I'm like all tense and nervous. Hey, Mr. Love. And he's like, just call me Jim. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, Craig comes in and Jim starts joking with him or whatever. And they're all laughing and joking around. I'm like, oh, so that's what it's like to be friends with Mr. Jim Lobb. Okay. But they were great. I thought their banter was much better than my questions. And I can't tell them enough how much I appreciate both of them. Coming in, it was uh, really nice of them. Significant contributor in <laughs> where Utah State <laughs> yeah, Athletics is now. Statement. Yeah, uh, yeah, without his support, USU would be in the Big West. I have no yeah. doubt in my mind. Yeah, USU would be in the Big West right now had it not been for some of the things that Jim Lobb did. Uh, and granted, it wasn't just him; a lot of other donors helped too. But when you have a significant donor, someone who's consistently cons- donating, right, consistently putting big dollars down. That makes a huge difference. And by the way, I thought he answered our questions really well because I asked him some, a couple of tough ones. And as listeners, you might say, well, it's not that tough. Being in this position and what he does and the time and the money and the emotion that he puts in, invested into Utah State University, um, I would consider them tough questions. And I felt like he handled them. He may answer them a little bit differently than we would have expected, but he answered them really well. And he was so very professional about it. And uh, yeah. I, I, look, I don't get nervous a whole lot, but I was I was definitely nervous about that one. You can ask anybody; it's inside this building. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was a really well done interview. Really interesting. Uh, if you haven't heard it, or even if you did, it's worth going back and listening to again uh, with uh, Jim Lobb. Of course, he was 
the big impetus behind it, he was just inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, no big deal. Last week. No yeah. big deal. And He's... just a whole bunch of former athletic directors. Oh my gosh, yeah. Did you see some of the photos? Just like oh, the range yeah. of support of people who went. And we're not just talking about like normal Schmo Joes like you and me. We're talking about like very high up, been there, done that, Utah State alum people who showed up in droves of people to support this guy. And, and by the way, there is, I mean, as he said, um, there are some, you know, Cougars and Ute fans there. Of course, Dr. Chris Hill, formerly of Utah, was there, but he said it was full of Aggie fans. Um, one thing I really did love about his answer, uh, when I asked him at the end, what makes you proud to be an Aggie? And he said, look, I understand you supporting your university, but if you go to Utah State or if you went to Utah State, you shouldn't be buying season tickets for Utah. Now, Craig and I kind of like, I smiled and Craig kind of laughed. He was dead straight pan face. Like, he wasn't kidding. Like, if you go to Utah State, you are a Utah State Aggie fan. And that's where your loyalty should be. I loved it. I thought that was a great answer. <laughs> Good stuff. So, yeah, podcast is available wherever you can download podcasts or subscribe to podcasts. Uh, you can also listen to it on our website, 1069thefan.com. Just there where it says uh, new podcasts. So, uh, was where you can access all the stuff that we have. And we've had some great stuff lately, some really good interviews, yeah, great insights into uh, different things that are going on. Um, Ajay, speaking of things that were going on, it's been a busy weekend for high school football. Uh, there were games oh. that happened on Wednesday, but UHSAA put together their final tally for the uh, RPI <clears throat> rankings of the season. Mm-hmm. And really when it comes down to it, we knew where Skyview was going to be. We had a pretty good idea about Green Canyon, but everything else was up in the air, and especially big questions about Mountain Crest because going into it, they were the number 10 seed, which would mean they were a home or a first-round bye and would get a home game. But when the final tally comes out, they just missed out. They're number 11. By point two, by the way, by point two. Is how close they were to getting a bye. Um, as upsetting as that is to Mountain Crest fans, here's the good news for everybody in Region 11 playing a team in the first week of the uh, of the first round. Sorry. Here you go. Give me. Uh, do you have the matchups right there? I do. Give me the opponent's. Wait. Re- Tradition. Yes. Uh, got very ready. well done, Eric. I've got them ready. Very well done. Uh, give me the first round matchups for all Region 11 teams for this week. Okay. So. And, 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 and pause between each one. And I'll tell you why this is good news. Mountain Crest versus Uinta. Uinta is 0-7 in region play, 1-9 overall. <laughs> They're not very good. That'll be Friday at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. For those keeping track at home. There's a few more things to keep track of here, but that's the first one, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mount Crest was an 11 seed. Then the next one to look at is, and I'm going to go by order of when the games happen. I like it. That okay? That's a great, no, yeah, by all means, so so however you want to do it. There's also another game Friday at 5 o'clock, and that's Logan versus Ogden. Ogden is 3-7 and seven on the year and 2-5 and five in region play. Bear River versus Ben Lomond. That'll be Friday at 6 p.m. Ben Lomond, 1-9 and nine overall, 1-6 and six in play. Their lone win over Uinta. Uh, let's see. Then Ridgeline versus Hurricane. Hurricane is 1-8 and eight overall, 1-6 and six in region play. This That game will actually be Saturday at 1 o'clock. Oh, that's a day game on a Saturday, Yes, huh? that game has been moved, so that'll be Saturday at 1 o'clock. Okay. But if you notice, all those games that I mentioned, they're all home games. Ridgeline, excuse me, Logan, is right there on the cusp. They finished at number 16. So not playing on on Wednesday, the, the fall break week, didn't hurt Logan. Uh, if you schedule that game and there's potential that you lose that game, like Mountain Crest did, it hurt Mountain Crest in the standings. Logan didn't schedule a game, therefore they didn't win, and they didn't lose, so they stay at number 16 spot, which means they host a game. So everybody in Region 11 is going to host a first-round game. And not only that, but everybody in this week has a very winnable game. Yes. Everybody has a very winnable game this week. 
Logan versus Ogden will be a battle. Two teams that have struggled this year. Um, Ridgeline versus Hurricane. That could be a battle. If Ridgeline plays like they did on Wednesday, wow. Yeah, they're going to skunk they're gonna, Yeah, they're going to do okay. Um, but uh, all, all these teams get to, uh, in Region 11, they get first round uh, or opening week of uh, the uh, football playoffs. So get home games. Green Canyon, they finish at the number four spot. So Green Canyon, they're sitting idly waiting for the winner of Cedar and Crimson Cliffs. <laughs> and Skyview, they're the number two team overall. They're waiting for the winner of Cedar Valley and Canyon View. Canyon View. Okay, so Canyon View in this, which was really interesting. One and in six, or one and eight overall, one and six in region. Yikes. And Cedar Valley? Oh, sorry. Cedar Valley was. Ooh, where is Cedar Valley? Oh, there they are. Uh, four and six in the region. Four and th- or sorry, four and six overall. Four and three in the region. See, here's the thing. Well, I, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Keep going if you want to. Uh, just, let's look at Cedar and Crimson Cliffs. This one's kind of interesting. Uh, is it Cedar City? Is that right? No, Cedar. Oh, sorry, my bad. Jeez. So there's Cedar Valley and Cedar City. That must be Cedar City. Okay. So there, so that's one of the games where they're playing each other in region. They're four and five overall, three and four Cedar City. Crimson Cliffs one and eight overall, one and six in region play. But they're in the same region. So you have that potential. That's, I mean, that's got to take them off though. That that's not what that's what you're trying to avoid. Yeah, we saw this in the early rounds of the four A girls, girls soccer. soccer tournament. Yep. Um, so here's the thing. When I look at Region 10, like, cause people are upset that Tooele got the, uh, the, the spot over Mountain Crest. Tooele played in a much tougher region. Here's Tooele's top three teams. Ready? Park City's 10 and overall, 7 and 0 in region. Stansbury, 7 and 3 overall, 6 and 1 in region. Mountain View, 8 and 2 overall, 5 and 2 in region. Cedar Valley's 4 and 6, 4 and 3 in region. Uh, Twilla, ditto overall, and three and four in region. But Twilla beat Mountain View. That region was tougher. You look at our region, Skyview was nine and one overall, five and oh in region. Mountain Crest was four and six overall, four and one in region. And I know you're a second place team in your region, but your region was weaker than that. That's why. Yep. And I honestly... Don't and, have any complaints well, and about And we talked that. about this before any game was played. When we heard about RPI and how it could work, we discussed there could be a potential where a team has a lower or not as good a record in region play but could be better in the RPI. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happened with, with Green Canyon because of who they played outside of their region. Green Canyon is behind Mountain Crest in the standings, but they're... Seven spots ahead of them in the RPI, and they get a first round bye. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you this, though. It's going to be different in basketball, and it's going to be more chaotic and bigger mess in basketball. It will be bad in basketball. Why so? More games, uh, preseason tournaments. I, I just I think that will make a mess of it. So, for example, one team's going to take first place in that tournament. Another team will take dead last in the tournament. But because there's a tougher tournament elsewhere where that last place team's going to be in, Team A plays Team B. Okay, but then Team B is worse than Team A. So you go and you lose to Team A in that tournament, but that tournament was not as uh, competitive as Team B going to play Team C in the other tournament. <laughs> I'm like trying to so, follow a flow chart in my yeah. head. and I So you get it? But I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're trying Absolutely. to say. Because there's some tournaments that you might participate in that the competition really isn't that great. And it may look better than it really is. Yeah. Or it may not be as bad as you think it is if, if one of your teams doesn't perform very well but because there's very strong competition. So... Uh, it's a it's a new 
the new era, understanding RPI and how it works at the high school level. Uh, in girls soccer, we talked about it early on, Logan versus Bear River in the first round. But you know what? Uh, Ridgeline and Skyview squared off against each other on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Just the way that it worked with the side of the brackets they were on. What a great game that was. Three to two for the Riverhawks in extra time. So both Green Canyon and Ridgeline are in the semifinals for girls soccer. Now are they facing each other on opposite? No, they're on different sides. So there's a potential. Oh, it could cool. be a Ridgeline versus yes, Green Canyon. Yes, I'm rooting for both championship. Of them. It's very possible. Now Ogden's very, very from what I understand, Ogden's a very good team. <clears throat> Ogden will play Green Canyon. Uh, Ridgeline will play Desert Hills. Uh, both of those games are going to be at uh, Jordan High School on Friday, and then the championship will be at Rio Tinto Stadium, which if it's Green Canyon versus Ridgeline, uh, I think it's going to be at Rio Tinto no matter what, but still, that would be cool if they could find a way to get that closer to home. Yeah. But it's still it's it a cool opportunity for, for any high school player to play in a venue like that. So can't fault them for that. But uh, congratulations! No, that's congratulations way awesome, the, man. I'm real, what they've done so when far. When are those games, Eric? Do we know what day and time of those games are? So, Ogden versus Green Canyon. That will be at Jordan High School Thursday at four. Ridgeline versus Desert Hills also at Jordan High School. That'll be Thursday at six thirty. Then the championship game will be Friday at four o'clock. So. Hopefully we get uh, at least one Region 11 team in there, but best case scenario, we get two. Yeah. But for uh, for football, also want to mention that I don't want to leave out Box Elder. They're going on the road. They'll be at Alta Friday night. That's going to be Friday at 7. And uh, Rich, they're going to be at Duchesne. That's a, a Region opponent that they have to face again. They just played Duchesne just a few weeks ago, got killed mm. 52 to nothing, but they'll play them again in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and then it's the final week of the regular season in Idaho. And so interesting. You've got some Thursday night games there. Malad is hosting Aberdeen. Westside is hosting Soda Springs. Those will be on Thursday at seven. And then Preston will be at snake river. That'll be Friday at seven. Snake river is in a lower classification, Snake River also uh, beat Westside early in the year. So that could be a really interesting matchup. So it's going to be an interesting week for high school football. And it's the last week of our Preps Pick'em Challenge. Oh, it is by the last logo week. Shop. So we so, are doing the first... We're just doing the first round, huh? Just the first round at this point. So as far as I know, this will be the final week. It's the last week of the regular season for the Idaho schools. It's Boo. the first week... For the high, for the uh, Utah schools, sorry, the I was booing that is the last week. Not Idaho teams. Sorry, don't <laughs> okay. take offense. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> uh, but if, so there are games that are going to be played on Thursday night at seven. So you have to make sure you get your picks made by five o'clock Thursday afternoon. And whoever has the best score this week, hundred dollars to Locker Forty Two. They've been a great partner oh, through all man, of this. I really would love something. I need to go get me some Aggie gear. And um, you, you also get to uh, become a finalist for the, that um, 65-inch 4K TV from Lens Audio and Video. And you have a good chance. I mean, for how many weeks are in the season, you have a decent chance to win. True. Uh, since we're talking about this, should mention who won it last week. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Casey Egan. All right, Casey. Had the highest score. Um, and so he won a $100 gift certificate to Elements Restaurant. All right. So anyway, make sure you make your picks by 5 p.m. Thursday. It's your last chance. If you haven't participated at all this year, you can still get in, register, create an account, make your picks, and you could win this week and still be a finalist for our grand prize. It's not a cumulative thing. It's not a grand total. Who's done the best overall? It's uh, about what happens each week. It's about what you, how you finish, not how you started. There you go. That's what my grandma would always say when I was cleaning the house. Okay. But uh, anyway, congrats to Casey Egan. <laughs> best bracket overall, highest score. What was his record again? 
Uh, he was eight and one. Good. The heck. only one. How do they do with that? One. How do you guys do that? I'm serious. How do you guys freaking go nine and zero oh and eight and one in this? I mean, come on, <laughs> cheat more. <laughs> cheat more. Uh, so anyway, last chance to get uh, get some cool prizes. Uh, we've seen. I've seen pick'em contests throughout the state for other media outlets. Nobody, nobody is giving away prizes like we are. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, a 65-inch 4K TV. Jeez. A $100 gift certificate every week? Yeah, well, okay. Whoever got the one to Elements, you owe me dinner. Whoever that was. It was Casey. Oh, Casey won the 100? Really? Casey Egan. Okay, well, Casey, I know you cheated off mine, so I'd like a hundred. I'd like uh, uh, say twenty five percent of that, just enough for now. Just cut the card in half and hand that part to me. Seriously though, hundred dollars. I mean, dude, yeah, what the food there is, and for a hundred dollars, like, yeah, I'm gonna get the, the uh, steak and lobster and a uh, prime cheesecake and a bottle of Chantanoga nineteen thirty five. A bottle of what? Chantanoga. Chantanoga. You don't even know what that is. I, I honestly do not. It's like grape, it's like grape juice, but just spicier. <laughs> Spicy grape juice. Yes. Interesting. It's one of my favorite wines. <laughs> okay. Uh, more things to talk about. Uh, what happened over the weekend? And to recap, uh, we, have, we now know the World Series. Oh, dude. We know the matchups. You know, the one time we decided to play an eight o'clock game, and something cool happens. <laughs> the only one time, the only time we ever decided to play an eight o'clock game for Utah State football. And this is what happens. Uh, we'll discuss uh, what happened there. We'll discuss what happened in the Mountain West. Um, and uh, the more about the Mountain West and Utah State. Next hour, we'll get into more about uh, Gary Anderson, what he had to say about the Aggies' win over the weekend. Um, and the preseason polls are out for the men's basketball. Where does Utah State on this list? Interesting to see where they are and some of the opponents that they're going to face yeah. this season. So we'll you know, discuss Eric, that coming when up. I, when I think about Ho- Jose Altuve hitting that, I just, a little wood can do big things. <laughs> okay, you're on that for the next few moments. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, would now know who will play in the World Series. The Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. And this is going to be a matchup of some great pitching staffs. Uh, you got some outstanding pitchers on the mound for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a good one. It, now, again, Eric, we go back to that rest versus momentum, right? Astros come off a of game six, walk-off home run from, uh, who guessed it, 5'8", Jose Altuve, crushes one to the upper deck. Um, and, on you know, you have that energy going in. And, by the way, you get to play at home. You get a home field advantage again. Uh, and you get to take on a, a Nationals team. And, by the way, this is the biggest... Uh, the favorite that the Astros are since 2007. Really? I yeah. haven't seen that. Yeah, it's the biggest favorite the Astros are since 2007 in the World Series. Um, And with that, I just, man. Look, the Nationals have been underdogs throughout this whole thing, right? They have been underdogs from the get-go. Of the world. So they're, like, they're, they're looking at that and they're just laughing. They're like, oh, well, okay, nothing new. It's another day in paradise. Um, 
But with, I mean, Eric, the way that this team never says die, their pitching staff from starters to bullpen, uh, the veteran uh, catcher presence behind the plate, the reliable defense, boy, I would not count the uh, Nationals out. People are saying it's a four-game so, you know, four games up, four games down, shouldn't have been there in the first place. I would say no. No. Did you see what happened in the Dodgers series? Oh, my gosh. And this was a team that was supposed to get bounced quickly in that yeah. series. Yeah. They were supposed to be out of that one. And yeah. And they route right. the Cardinals. Yep. <clears throat> and they, they walloped them. them. I mean, they swept them. But uh, this was how the, uh, the American League Championship Series concluded on Saturday night. Here's a 2-1. Driven deep to left center field. Garner is going back. Looking out. See you later. See you later. See you later. Astros headed back to the World Series. Jose Altuve, a walk-off two-run homer. And the Astros beat the Yankees 6-4. to Win the ALCS four games to two. And afterwards, Jose Altuve said this team just kept applying pressure where they could. First of all, Springer's walk was the key because he, he, he creates some momentum. He puts a lot of pressure on, on the other team. Uh, you know, I was facing Dolly Shagman, which is one of the best closers in the list. Nothing, you know, easy with him. I just hit a homer, and I hope I don't get to face him again because he's, he's that good. But at the same time, I was just thinking something I can drive. You know, I have my game plan. Uh, you know, I wasn't trying to hit a homer. I was just thinking to hit the ball hard, get on base, and keep the momentum. You know, tense got the ball went out, and you know we won the game. He also talked about how it was a complete team effort. He was the MVP. Did, was that deserved? I mean, he did have the big walk off, and certainly that's a big deal. But uh, is Jose Altuve should he have been the MVP? You know, he was great in that game six. You're right. Oh, I. I <laughs> We often think, I, I remember in 2010 in that seven-game series with the Lakers and Celtics and Kobe Bryant played like absolute garbage, like just crap, even in game seven. But in game seven, he still wasn't good, but or he, he wasn't great, but he was good enough that he pretty much led the team in, in winning it. He also led the team in shots, shots attempt, shots taking, dumb shots taken, and temper tantrums. But <laughs> at the end, they still gave him the MVP because he had one great game. And I think that was the case here. I don't think he deserved it, but I'm not sure there's a lot of options on that, in at least in that lineup that you could have gave it to. Correa hasn't been great the whole entire series. Springer has been a mess until finally game well, four. Correa had five, big moments. Game four, yeah. He had a couple of big moments, sure. Maybe Garrett Cole. Yeah, I was going to say, what about Garrett Cole? I think Garrett Cole, and I think, this is my guess, if Garrett Cole has another good World Series, I think he gets MVP in that. I think they'll look at his overall work. And I think they'll say, yeah, that's that, that, that's your MVP right there. Uh, Jose Altuve, he did give credit to his entire team, even though he was named the MVP. said it was an I entire hope so. team effort to get past the Yankees. We're not going to the World Series because of me. We're going to the World Series because everybody in, inside of the clubhouse. Uh, for me, Julius Homer was really big because... You know, to score early in the game against uh, the Yankees in a bullpen day when you know their bullpen is, you know, really really good. But you know, I feel happy that I could you know hold my team and we all celebrating right now and uh, we're not thinking about tomorrow until it comes. Well, the Yankees were not good, especially their bullpen. <laughs> I mean, and 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 let's and let's go ahead and just do like this poo pen. Poo they were poo poo. <laughs> um, that pitching staff was garbage. Their effort was garbage. Um, someone's got to be held accountable for this. Like they, I mean, Eric, they they went to six games, sure, but <laughs> I think it was kind of like one of those gentleman sweeps, where uh, well, it is a gentleman sweep, I guess, but where you go to, you know, you're like, yeah, I don't want to win in New York. Let's go home and win this thing, and then just stay at home, right? Let's just go Let's home do and do it in front of our fans. Yeah. So that's what they did. Yeah. They're like, we'll take the loss in New York Yankee Stadium. Sure, whatever. Now come to our house and we'll beat you there. That's the biggest slap in the face in New York. Now I, I've heard I've heard from different players over the over the years that it's it is nice to celebrate with your fans, but there's a special kind of 
sweetness about winning a series on the road and and uh, jumping up and down and celebrating on somebody else's court oh, or somebody man. else's field. Now, I mean, look, Killer Instinct players love that. Jordan loved it. Brian loved it. Brady loves it. Um, LeBron James, you know, adores it. But I think in this kind of thing, I like it. You know, we'll, we'll take a loss on the road. Sure, we're going to come to our house. We're going to finish it there. And we're going to hang out at home and wait for the Nationals to get here. And then we'll play them. I like it. And uh, I just, again, the Yankees, you, you could not be more embarrassed in getting beat like that by the Astros. That's horrible on their side. Their, their management was horrible. Their lineups didn't show up. Their pitching was atrocious. And the coaching decisions or the management decisions on the pitching and going into the bullpen was horrendous. Really, really bad. Someone's got to be accountable for that. Well... I mean, they got it to six, so it's not like they were totally awful. No, but, no, don't. I mean, look, they got it to six, whoopity-daw. They still didn't play well. No, you're right. The, their order was was so strong. I mean, what they could throw at you every time at the plate, um, they just they were a little inconsistent. You have to give credit to Houston's pitching staff. They were just that much better. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Their pitching staff was phenomenal. Garrett Cole, Verlander, the whole crew, even their bullpen came in and just, I mean, I think it was, I can't remember who it was, but they had to see two, three, and four. Was it two, three, and four, or four, five, and six? And, I mean, just cruise. And I think, and, and the thing is, is their lineup, the Yankees made it easy and bailed the Astros out so many times in the series by going first pitch swinging. Why? Take a couple, make the starter work, make the bullpen work. And it was just, I mean, they were breezing through innings because these, these Yankee hitters were so undisciplined and so impatient. And so they deserve to lose. Absolutely deserve to lose. So World Series will begin on Tuesday in Houston. Oh, it's that big of a break. Um, and so it'll be the Nationals at the Astros starting at just after 6 o'clock on Fox. How, how many games does this go, Ajay? Well, how long is this series? I think it's six. I think the Astros win in six. Um, but do not be surprised if we go seven with this Nationals team. They just find a way every single time. The ball bounces their way. They get the call that they want to get. I mean, it just it somehow finds its way where the Nationals are able to give them like a second life that just gives them that extra breath, that, and all of a sudden the game just swings their way. See, my initial thought would say five for the Astros. But that's what he said about the Dodgers and Cardinals, right? <laughs> yeah, but because the Nationals pitching staff has had extra time to rest, I'm going to say Astros in six. I still think it's going to be the Astros, but I think the Nationals actually make this a very interesting series Yeah, and push it to six because their pitching staff is that good. Uh, so the ratings for Major League Baseball playoffs have been down. Uh, National League series was one of the worst ratings in like 10, oh, 15 years. That's too bad. Which is too bad. Uh, but I, because there's... You don't have this team that everybody's known and this built up and been the big names. Like if it were the Dodgers, I think it might be a different story. Mm-hmm. But uh, for those that are paying attention, know that this is going to be a great matchup of two great pitching staffs going after each other. Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cole. If anybody gets a, a bat on anything, it's going to be worth celebrating. Yep, absolutely. Yep, if you can... I mean, and it might be one of those two to one games in two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, could be. And the way these, the way those two guys go, and by the way, that means you get Justin Verlander and probably Mac or uh, what Steven Strasburg. Strasburg and Verlander are the projected oh. pitchers for Game Two, and and then Sanchez for Game Three for the Nationals. I'd be guessing. Uh, the ESPN is projecting Zach Greinke for Houston and Patrick Corbin for the Nationals. And then nobody's listed on Saturday. Kind of wonder if they might. Well, it depends on what the situation is. If they might change that. Sanchez looked great in the NLCS. He looked really good in the you know in, in the NLDS. I I don't know. I'm kind of surprised if he wasn't in a game three starter, but we'll see. Game seven, if it goes that many, will be on Wednesday, October thirtieth. So wait, timeout. Here we go again. We've got men's basketball, and we've got the World Series in Game Seven. If that happens. If that happens. Yeah. So games one and two in Houston, Tuesday and Wednesday. Then there's a travel day. 
then you'll have games three, four, and five in Washington, D.C., Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Monday will be a travel day, obviously, if necessary, and then games six and seven will be the following Tuesday and Wednesday. All the games on Fox. Oh, yeah, I've already told you I'm taking the 30th off. Love it. Love it. Aren't you... I mean... Is this one of the more disappointing series, World Series expectations that you've had? I mean, it was supposed to be Dodgers, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees... You know, one of those, you know, elite baseball teams playing each other now is the Nationals and the Astros. Are you disappointed in that? No. I know there were a lot of national media guys and I'm sure a lot of television executives that were hoping for a New York versus LA series. Because, mm-hmm. man, can you imagine the dollars and the ratings that would probably yeah. produce? But um, you know what? The Astros, they've, they've been there. They've done that. They've been a great team the last several years. They've been one of the hottest teams of the last couple of seasons. Uh, and I've enjoyed watching what the Nationals have done. I went into the postseason without a dog in the fight. I didn't care. Um, and so for me, I think this is actually quite exciting to see what's happening here. The Nationals, it's their first ever time there. I always think that's a cool storyline. Uh, now, what is it? The uh, Seattle Mariners are the only team in Major League Baseball who haven't made a World <laughs> Series appearance. That's correct. So, um, but for me, I think it's exciting. Will it produce great ratings? Probably not. Because even though Houston has won it before, even though they've been in the playoffs and had some successful seasons the last few years, I still don't think that they're household names or that it's a household product. Uh, certainly not for the Washington Nationals. Not without Bryce Harper anymore. Who knows? There might be people tuning in thinking Bryce Harper's still going to be there because they're not paying that close of attention. But um, for me, I think it'll be an interesting series. Will it get the same level of ratings and interest? Probably not. The ratings might go down uh, for this series. Which would be too bad. I think you'll be missing some great baseball. I'd be so, yeah. I mean, I can see why if it does, but I'd be, I'd be disappointed if it does because I think both teams have a lot to offer, especially this Nationals team. If anything, look, you you see the long ball that the Astros can provide, but you can see the great small ball play and the great pitching that the Nationals bring in. So, I mean, you look at both sides, and I I think you might get a good series out of it if you're a baseball fan. If you're not a baseball fan, you could care less. I, if it was Yankees and Dodgers, even casual fans would watch just because they're casual sports fans. This, though, is for good, dedicated, smart baseball fans. If you're one of them, you'll watch, and you'll appreciate it. All right, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, what happened in the NFL over the weekend? Any big surprises? And uh, also some news that we're going to be continuing to look at and uh, talk about and discuss. The preseason top 25 poll for college basketball was released this morning. Are the Aggies ranked? And if so... Where are they ranked? Any opponents on their schedule also on that list? And recap what happened on Saturday between the Utah State Aggies and the Nevada Wolfpack. Get some uh, answers from Coach Gary Anderson and some more feedback after we've had a day or two to digest what happened on a late, cold night on Merlin Olson Field. All that's ahead on the Full Court Press. The best businesses in America use Rico because Rico's considered the highest quality when it comes to copiers and printers. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your authorized Rico dealer in Logan. We have the perfect machine for any mid-sized office. Rico's IMC 4500, leased at only $119 per month. Plus, you get service from a company that's won Rico's Circle of Excellence seven years in a row. Find us at valleyofficesystems.com. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. We are growing and excited to announce the opening of our newest location in Smithfield. Well-known local Daryl Simmons has joined us and will be working out of that office. We also opened a location in Hiram last year, and you'll soon see construction on a new office there with Catherine Buse as our manager. She's the granddaughter of a longtime Hiram banker, Colleen Ander. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their all-new fan-powered world tour to Cash Valley Friday, November 8th at Ridgeline High School. 
At a Globetrotters game, you won't just be watching the action, you could be in the middle of it. This year, the family-friendly games will offer even more opportunities to interact with the stars of the team. Don't miss the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, live at Ridgeline High School in Millville, Friday, November 8th. Get your tickets online at TicketWeb.com today. Imagine a blanket that could give you the same benefits as a full-body hug. A blanket that will help you relax and sleep better. I'm Jason from Utah Mattress Outlet, and we sell a weighted blanket that does just that. The true blanket. If you have effects of anxiety, depression, sleep disorders, hormonal imbalances, PTSD, autism, or if you're just plain stressed out, this blanket, the True Blanket, is highly recommended by medical professionals. Come in the store and let us show you this amazing blanket. The True Blanket is here at Utah Mattress Outlet, 880 South Main Street. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the Grand Prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveson. Appreciate you tuning in and joining us on a Monday here on the Full Court Press. Hey, by the way, there during the uh, the break, you may have heard the uh, that uh, announcement about the Harlem Globetrotters coming to town. They will be at the Ridgeline High School on November 8th. It's kind of cool. So, the fan here, we've got an opportunity to help you get your kid as an honorary junior Globetrotter ball kid. That's exciting. Watch for the game from the Globetrotter bench. Get free tickets, autographs. Uh, get Globetrotter's shirt, commemorative basketball. So we've got all the details on our website, 1069thefan.com. And uh, you'll see how you can register your child to be an honorary junior Globetrotter ball kid. Uh, by the way, if you want to get your tickets, get them now. Uh, you can get them at TicketWeb.com. And for our listeners, you can save 5 bucks when you use the promo code SAVE5. That's SAVE and the number 5. So Harlem Globetrotters, coming to Cash Valley Friday night, uh, November 8th. Get your tickets now. Go have some fun. Harlem Globetrotters. Are you Harlem? Have you ever been to one of those? I've uh, been to a couple of them. Been to one of them. Had a blast. Yeah, they've been fun. They interact with the audience. They have some fun. Sometimes going up into the stands. Sometimes they do some crazy tricks, and they just have fun playing the game. Uh, over the weekend, Ajay, the NFL. Um, any big surprises for you that stood out? Oh, performance-wise, yes. Uh, surprised what the Rams, you know, finally got themselves back over the, you know the bump and, and came out offensively in an explosive manner. Dallas Cowboys are another team who beat up on the Eagles on Sunday night football, shredded them. Yeah. Destroyed them. <clears throat> uh, surprised at the lack of offensive explosion from the 49ers, nine, nothing winners over the Redskins. Um, yeah, I mean, those, I mean, they're really, those are the kind of the ones that really stood out to me. San Francisco remains undefeated though. Uh, two other games stood out to me is that the the Ravens and the Seahawks. Just the Seahawks, they only scored sixteen points. They gave up thirty. That surprised wow. me. Uh, I would have thought they would have been more competitive in that matchup. Uh, and then the the Colts beat the Texans. How about that, dude? I mean, Jacoby Brissett. We, we as Patriots were pissed because we traded him for like a first rounder. Or no, a second rounder. Or was it a fourth rounder? I can't remember. It was low. We traded him. And uh, and then we, so we, that left us with one quarterback on the charts. We had to go pick up Brian Hoyer. Um, really surprised by it. Now Jacoby's doing great things in Indianapolis. They just had to give him time. 
right? They just needed some time. And now that with that win, they are they atop the AFC South? Um, let me see. They're four and two overall. And in the standings, they are number one in the AFC South. Yes. Remember when everybody was like burning their jerseys and they wanted to burn that stadium down because the Colts franchise had to restart and reset. And Jacoby's like, well, I'm still the quarterback. That That's good, right? And now they're, again, first in their division. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Good for them and good for Jacoby. I'm happy for that guy. Uh, and then the, the Buffalo Bills, man. They've only lost one game. Okay, let's calm down. Josh Allen? Whippity dog. Playing pretty good. Josh Allen looks like that awkward 13-year-old in, in, in junior high school. Everyone just bullies. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that was uh, that was the weekend that was. We got the f- uh, Monday night game tonight, Patriots and the Jets. Oh, boy, that should be really exciting. It is for me. Patriots are going to win. You know, Adam Gase, when he was at Miami... Always gave the Patriots fits. There was a close games. Not they didn't always win those games. They rarely did. Okay, but this but is different were, talent. This is worse talent. Like you into could put a team out there and beat the Jets. You into? Yes. Okay. <laughs> High school. Uh. Oh, hey, Dennis Quaid got engaged to a 26-year-old? The heck is going on in this world? Hey, so I was looking at... Um, this guy puts together um, sports... It's called Sports Media Watch, and he puts together what the rankings are and uh, how many people viewed different games and how does it compare to other things that happened in the past. Anyway, the uh, ALCS had... Um, on average, about 6 million people viewing every game. The NLCS had under 4. And about, well, it had about 4 million. My question is, so what did WWE Monday Night Raw have to do with that? Uh, probably nothing. <laughs> but the game six between the Astros and the Houstons... The Houston's <laughs> Astros and the Cut Yankees. It. Cut that. Oh, my word. Flipper rail. <laughs> uh, just about seven and a half million. So it was the, the highest rated uh, playoff game of the postseason so far. It's crazy what closeout games for people when they are playing the Yankees can do for the ratings. The Yankees are about to lose. The fans are going to tune in. In the 2017 MLB uh, ALCS championship ratings. Game seven between the Astros and the Yankees was almost ten million. Holy cow! Anyway, so there's a history between those two teams. Yeah, I'd say so. Good for them, though. Hey, um, two things I want to quickly remind folks of: we've got high school football games going on this week, and those. There are games on Thursday, Malad, Aberdeen, Westside, Soda Springs. But then there's playoff games for the Utah schools. Mountain Crest is at five. Logan is at five. Bear River's at six. And then Ridgeline is on Saturday at one. So we're going to have broadcast teams out to all of these games for these specific playoff games. Mountain Crest versus Uinta. You and uh, AJ will be on the call for that one. I might be gone for Air Force, and so it may be me or Matt Adams, but one of us will be there to help out AJ. AJ will be there. It'll be on 107.7 FM. He won't shirk his duties. Um, oh, jeez. Logan, <laughs> Logan versus Ogden, uh, 5 o'clock. That'll be Al Lewis on the call there uh, at, with pregame at 4.45. Bear River versus Ben Lomond. That'll be on 104.9 on in Box Shoulder County. By the way, Logan will be on KVNU, six ten AM and one oh two point one FM. And then Ridgeline versus Hurricane, that'll be on one oh four point five with Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger. So just a reminder of what's going on with high school uh football. 
playoffs as they're getting underway this next week. Um, all right, got a quick break. When we come back, some uh, a quick tease for what we got next hour. Some big things for Utah State football and Utah State men's basketball. Both are getting votes in polls. One a lot more than the other, but we'll update you on where that stands. <laughs> the Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. Top 25 polls are out for both college football and men's basketball. For college football, it's been going for a little while, obviously. But the latest uh, rankings came out today for both the AP and the coaches for football. And Utah State received one vote in the coaches' poll. Uh, San Diego State is. They're just on the outside of the poll. They would be effectively ranked 27th, excuse me, 28th behind uh, Iowa State and Virginia. Um, that's in the coaches' poll. Similar position in the AP poll, um, getting votes. Utah State not getting votes in the AP. Boise State, with their loss to BYU, fell eight spots in both polls. Where is SMU in Appalachian State? SMU is ranked 16th. Oh, jeez. In the AP, 17th in the coaches. Appalachian State, 22nd in the coaches, 21st in the AP. So, in order to get a combo. In Cincinnati, by the way, Cincinnati is 18th in the AP and 18th in the coaches. Yeah, forget it then. We aren't getting in. I was thinking if we win out. And SMU were to lose the next couple weeks. I think they've got a tough one coming up here in two weeks. Appalachian State, I don't think, wins out. Then you might have a chance, but nah. Not with Cincinnati in there. I forgot about those guys. Hmm. Darn it. A basketball poll was also released today from the AP, the first preseason poll of the basketball season. Utah State is on the list. We'll tell you where, where they're ranked, and who else is on the list, the teams that they'll be facing this season. I'm next on the Full Court Press. Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Astros and Nationals is probably not the matchup most people expected in this year's World Series. The Astros, well, that makes sense, but not the Nationals. The way these teams got here isn't what everyone saw coming either. In the year of the home runs, these two teams are defined by their dominant pitchers. Sure, they have big-time hitting as well, but Houston's led by their incredible duo of Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. Washington features Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg, and both teams have big-time pitchers to complement their aces. There are several ways to win a World Series. We've seen teams with great bullpens. We've seen big hitting lineups. The most consistent factor, though, seems to be starting pitching. Come October, if you have a dominant starter or two, you're going to be tough to beat, especially guys that have proven they can pitch under pressure. Now we get to see several of them battle it out in what promises to be a very entertaining World Series. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.